This is Wandering Wanders, two ordinary guys wondering about extraordinary things. It's just too and creepy. Welcome back to Wandering Wanders, where today we're going to speak extremely softly. It's going to be whisper commentary. We feel as if it's important uh, to emphasize the virtue of silence. We speak very quietly and make you have to get just really close to your Simon sound Simon Garfunkel in the background. <laughs> the sound of silence. But we sing it really <laughs> it'll it'll literally just be thirty minutes of, <laughs> of silence. Of that silence. could be good. There's a lot of wonder that happens in that. So we're back, folks. Welcome to Wandering Wanders with Eli Yando and Joseph Schultz. All righty, and uh, it, it was a beautiful night. Slash, still is. I guess it still exists here in Saint Monrad, Indiana. Um, we are going to start off as usual with a question. To try and uh, share our lives with y'all. Solid pronunciation. Thank you. I've been working on it. Uh, it's been a while since I've worked on the English language, but mm. it's coming up again. So, the question. If Hit you... Me. I don't want to hit you. I, oh, I, that seems rude, but... The question. <laughs> thank you for your, your silence. Um, uh, if you were a color... Goodness. What color would you would you be and why? This is like one of those terrible questions you get it's, asked and I have no idea. Oh I love these questions. I think they're so helpful for help, for getting to know people. Well, I, I I almost expected the if you were to be a fruit one. I, I thought things. about it. Um, <laughs> That's I'm popular for that one. Let's which, just say that. Uh, I'm a peach, by the way. If anybody's wondering, I would almost. I think I would be a pomegranate for that one. We're doing color though, so please don't talk about fruit right now. I I don't know. I need you to. I need you to answer. First, you need me so to go I first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. 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 This is tough. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go, uh, I would say I'm orange. Okay. Because orange can be light and warm. Yeah. You know, kind of, or it can be like really intense, like And I feel like that's uh, that's very similar to me. What do you think? I would agree with that. You think I'm I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Especially with all those noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very orange thing to do. Um, I the the color that comes to mind is like a like a light purple. Really, and I don't know why. I can see that it's very. It's got this this deep warmness, not like a bright like warmness, but like a. This is incredible. It's all colors, all about sounds. It turns out. Yeah, more of more of an ebbing kind of yeah. personality. Yeah, but you're yeah. It's just. A nice steady flow. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. If anybody's wondering, Joseph is a light purple. So I was wondering. <laughs> well, this is news to me. And that's all we have for tonight. <laughs> that's all we need, folks. Oh gosh. All right. So I will start with a prayer to the good Lord. And uh, I was trying to figure out what prayer I was going to pray. Trying to get all fancy with it and stuff. Um, uh, but Joseph reminded me that the Our Father is said to be the perfect prayer. That's what they say. That's what they say. So I figured, you know, why you not? You can't go wrong. Why, you really can't go wrong there. Exactly. So, so we're going to start with the Our Father and dedicate this to our Father in heaven. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking, uh, wondering, you could say, wondering and wandering. That is the title. Uh, <laughs> thank God. you got to live uh, up to it. Live up to um, it. We're going to be wondering wanderously about our, well, one of my favorite things, really, uh, I think gives a lot of spice to life, and I, I want to know what you think about it. So, Joseph, yes. what would you say wonder is? Wonder? Nope, sorry. Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going back and doing the first yeah, episode. Back to the first episode. What would I no, say mystery, mystery is? Mystery. Mystery. What would you say mystery mm. is? Uh, yeah, I would say mystery is the tension between what is known and what is not known, mm. right? So Tension always comes back. It's always tension. Yep. Golly, it's always tension. So mystery is... Um, I guess being in the state of having some knowledge and pursuing a deeper knowledge. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's, that's what I would go good. with. I would whisper. <laughs> uh, uh, what would you uh, I like that. I think that's very good. I think uh, that a key part of that is having some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you want more. You don't stop there. What do you think if you were to ask kind of like the average person on the street, in the pews, in life. What do you think they would say mystery is? Probably a genre of novels. That's... Yeah. <laughs> that it or, is. Uh, or that it is. Yeah, That's actually what I was looking for. That's uh, better. Is it really? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's like probably that or... Um, uh, I don't know. Does some For some reason, Sudokus come to mind. I don't know why really? Sudokus do. Uh Probably because they're frustrating. Yeah. And oh, I, th- I find Sudokus to be, while frustrating, kind of fun. I, I never do them, but, you know. So you think that there's a connection, at least in a lot of people's minds, between frustrating and mystery? And Sudokus, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> the <yeah>. connection. <laughs> yeah, okay. So. Do you disagree? No, actually, I, I mean, I never would have thought about that, but I think that, yeah, I think that mystery... At a glance, is very frustrating. Wait, what would you say most people would would call mystery? I have no idea. I'm curious. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I would say, yeah, just like something that you don't know. Okay, which is part of it. Yeah, but I really like your connection of frustrating because it's that makes it something you want but do not have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's that's very important for mystery. So, do you think? that you experience mystery in your daily life? Or is it just when you're reading novels and watching movies and stuff? What do you, what do you mean by experience mystery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Alex Crow the other day, and he said, it is the most Catholic thing to clarify terms. <laughs> so here we are. You're going to have to clarify. To experience mystery. What do I mean by that? So based on your definition of mystery, being something that you know something about and you want to know more about, do you think that that is something that happens every once in a while, it's rare, you do it when you intend it, 
or that do you think is an integral part of the human life, daily life? Yes, to all of those. Huh. Yes. So I've, I've actually been thinking as of late as to why I'm kind of like a, I'm a serial hobbyist. Oh, yeah. Um, he is. I really, I love learning things. He does. Let me describe a little bit. He's got Please a don't. three. <laughs> it's, it's too, it's, I don't want to hear it described. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Let's just say he has a lot of hobbies. I have a lot of interests. Okay. And that's true. And so. I, I'm not saying it's a bad it's thing. It's not. It's not a bad it's thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. And so <laughs> I've been wondering why it is that I have what seems to me like this insatiable desire to just learn insatiable. things. Um, and I think really it's because the heart of learning is mystery, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and a hobby, if it's a good hobby, is one that inspires you towards discovering more. Which means essentially you're you're entering it if if mystery is what we've defined it to be right yeah like then you're entering into this area where you have some knowledge you see more that you don't understand and the hobby is the means of working towards that right and so I would yeah. say if you're if you're actively learning anything that that's essentially entering into a state of mystery. But Can you give a particular example of one of your hobbies where that has been particularly <laughs> fulfilling? <laughs> okay. Um, golly, there's so many. Um, yeah, so currently I'm, I'm, I, I bought a 3D printer. There we go. Because yep, it's right in my room. Me. It's right behind Eli. Mm-hmm. It's um, really fun to watch. We watch it like a bonfire. It's, like it's like a campfire. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fascinating. It's so orderly. Uh, what, what amazes me about it, I guess, is, um, actually taking an idea from my mind and then having to go to a, to a CAD program and to model that idea. And so it's, it's essentially breaking up something into fundamental parts and then taking those parts and, and building it in a way that can be printed. So what I've been learning is. You know, how do I how do I model something and model something well? How do I make it more than just functional, but actually kind of kind of pretty as much as a block yeah, of yeah. plastic can be pretty? Um, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, a 3D printer is it's a printer that can print instead of just flat on paper. It uses plastic goop pretty much. It's like a hot glue gun robot yeah, basically a, that yeah. that builds up things into 3D objects. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, so as as I've been learning, it's it's a lot of trial and error, right? Yeah. Like it's a lot of, I tried this, printed it, checked three hours later, and it's total trash, you know? And then you just <laughs> <laughs> literally trash it and say, well, yeah. I learned from that. Yeah. Let's try another one. And and it's an iterative process, you yeah. know? So you just, I sound like such an engineer. This yeah, is my you life. said iterative. This is... I don't have no idea what that means, but... <sighs> That's all right. Um, so, so in this instance, the mystery is is just, uh, I, I guess I would say, functional knowledge. It, there's yep. just there's just more yep. knowledge of of functionality of how you can do something, but you just know that there's more and you can get better, and that pulls. Well, you it's so it's that, but also it's a it's kind of redefining the way that I look at the world. Really, um, because you, uh, we're we're definitely a consumer culture, right? Yeah. And right. so as we, as I look at products that I've bought, 
there's the question of what... So these were most definitely products that engineers spent uh, untold numbers of hours designing yeah. so that they would be intuitive to use, right? And so if you take any sort of product... It's like, well, why did they choose to have an indention here and not there? Or why did they choose to have a, um, like a curve in this manner? Or, yeah, it's, it's just giving me an appreciation for the care, essentially, yeah. that all of these products that I really just take for granted um, have built into them. Yeah, you know, so. you're finding an intentionality in just ordinary things, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that. Or really, it's it's opened my eyes to a, a facet of the world that I wasn't aware of before. It's kind of like, have you noticed? So you got a you you got a car over the summer, right? I did. Her Edna, name is Ethelbert, but the Bert is uh, Edna's <laughs> not dead. All right, Edna's at home. Edna, if you're listening, Edna's my old car. Uh, she is an incredible lady. So uh, since you've gotten your new car, Ethelbert, Ethelbert, yeah, have you noticed other cars of similar make and model? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So huh. now that you're kind of in tune to that, mm-hmm. cars that you otherwise would not have been perceiving, right? Mm-hmm. You are now perceiving, and so it's not it's not that there are now more of those cars on the road. It's that you're aware of them. Mm. So it's it's in a small way, reshaped your reality, which is... I like that. I like also that, thinking about that, that crazy. it's not... I haven't lost anything at all. Mm-hmm. It's only grown. My yep, my worldview has, is able to see more now without having to see less. Hmm. I like that. Um, and that, that, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, that's 3D printing <laughs> in cars, folks. Look at that. Um, all right, so mystery, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we titled it the way we did, you know, Wandering Wanders, because otherwise I would feel really guilty. For About like, wandering, <laughs> too. For wandering as much as we do. You get what you pay for. Cheap, as they say. Um, yeah, so mystery. Uh, I like... I, I haven't really actually thought that much about it just being kind of regular, very attainable knowledge. But that is definitely a real fact of mystery, and I think if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have deeper mysteries, which we'll get into a little bit. But so my next question, we've talked about mystery, you talked about it in hobbies. I think that it really, mystery comes up all over in our everyday life. Like literally the future is a mystery. Specifically in your everyday life? Uh, I mean, yes, but I think in, in everybody's... So generally. In everybody's, generally, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that we don't notice necessarily how much we live in a constant state of mystery. We mm-hmm. like to live in this state of knowledge of, mm-hmm. like, I know what's going on, I know what I am now, but, like, literally we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea if a, a, a bear is going to come through your window right now. It would be ridiculous, but technically... <laughs> possible if it was launched out of a catapult so would you say that the opposite of mystery is control yes because it if if mystery is the future right if mystery is kind of a lack of knowledge yeah i think yeah 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 yeah. isn't it a a desire for control one that tries to remove mystery? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. I would say definitely. That's we destroy mystery when we take control, complete control. 
I think we have a lot of things that we have control, air quotes, with my fingers over. Uh, if you could see the gesticulation. They're really the air sad quotes. air quotes. <laughs> well, they can't see him, okay? I'll do them for you. <laughs> we could take control of is. a lot there of is. things. Um, they were very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I've been working on those, actually. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, uh, all I can think of is gesticulation. If we can take control of of things in our life, then we kill mystery. And I think that we very much want to take control. And we we want to kill mystery a lot of the time. Uh, so I want to kill mystery a lot of the time. Is I, it bad to control them? Uh, I wouldn't say it's intrinsically bad. I would say that they're, the effort to take control to grasp for control where it is not yours to have is bad. Okay, yeah. Would you agree with that? I'll yeah. agree with that. I think there's things, it's sense where you have to have control. For example, parents with their children. You obviously don't have complete control, yeah. but you really need to have some control, and that is a very, very good Dear thing. Dear Lord, I hope so. Uh, that's true. That's true. My parents had no control over me, and look how I turned out. I'm orange, for goodness sake. Yeah, no, <laughs> could have been light purple. <laughs> could have been. Gosh! Thanks, Mom and Dad. No, really, thank you. You're a wonderful Glad parents. you were not. <laughs> Glad you were not light purple. Thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think that that's an important fact, especially in terms of my next question. Mm-hmm. Do you think, maybe not, what do you think is the role of mystery in human relationships? I think it's everything. Why? Um... Yeah, so if, if mystery is this kind of, if, if you can relate mystery in the day-to-day life to learning, kind of that small attainable thing, um, and if the opposite of mystery is control, if you take those two kind of mindsets and you apply them to a relationship, I think you end up with a relationship that's set up to be very healthy. Mm. Um because ultimately, like, a person is essentially a whole, like, they're a whole universe inside of themselves. Like, they're, they're a whole inexhaustible, yes. like, infinity. Yeah. Um, that is the nature of the human soul, right? Like, mm. because, mm. because mm-hmm. they're a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to lose a sense of mystery when looking at a person which I do quite frequently yep. um, to reduce them to their flaws or to reduce yep. them to um, their abilities, you know, to idolize them to a degree that they aren't mysterious anymore yeah. is to lose sight of that person. So I think, I think mystery in any healthy relationship is what makes the relationship. Yeah. I agree. Also, just real quick clarification. When we say relationships here, we're not talking about romantic relationships. We're just talking about interaction with people in general. It does have to do with romantic yeah, relationships. Not limited. Not limited, but it, yeah. it literally every every connection, in a sense, you have with a human mm, person. Yeah. I think that a lot of times in kind of just the world, when we say relationship, we think of only romantic. That is fair. That is fair. Um, so just quick clarification. Um, but yeah, I absolutely agree. I really love what you said about the human soul being inexhaustible. Yep. That's, uh, I, I remember, 
when my my little brother he was going on a date with his with his now girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and it was their first date, and he was like, "What if we run out of things to talk about?" And I was like, "Simon, you're 22." She's 20 years old. Between the two of you, you have 42 years of life that you can talk about. If you can't find something to talk about, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's, not, <laughs> then it's not worth it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think that it goes so much deeper than that even. I think that's a very basic of like, yeah, there's a lot you don't know just about every day of every minute of their life. But uh, just the person made in the image and likeness of God, yeah. who is completely infinite, you can never completely know a person. You can never say, I'm done knowing you. Uh, and I think you're very right. We, mm-hmm. can, we can quickly like, put people in boxes. We can put yeah. limitations yeah, on them absolutely. because we want control. We want to say, you're the jock who does this? Oh, you're the guy who's really good at theology and speaks up in every class. You know, you're this. But when we really look, when we when we gaze at the other person, I think mm. I think back to Adam and Eve in the garden. That that first glance of surely this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Like the mystery there. Like yes, he knew there's a connection here, but that that infinity that he saw. Yeah. That yeah. she saw when they looked at each other, and it was like, "Wow, we could spend eternity together, and it would be all right." And I think you get it yeah. when you fall in love. I think you have a, an experience of that same thing. You know, like back yeah. in the days when I was not in seminary, you know, you'd uh, fall in love with a girl, and it was like, "Wow, I fell in love because not necessarily of what I saw and what I knew, but because of what I didn't know." This, this spark of infinity that I was able to see and thus fall in love with. Yes. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like that word gaze. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of behold. Hmm. Um, behold is, an, is often used in the, in the Bible, right? It is. Uh, and I think that act of beholding something is exactly what mystery is um Mm. it's this it's being held right like you are holding it in in your mind and you're kind of turning it over you know Mm. um yeah and as to relationships especially with romantic relationships um i think mystery is it's the cornerstone of all relationships but most especially I think it has to be the cornerstone of a of a romantic relationship. Um, Why do you say that more than other relationships? Because I think between spouses, like they, there should be a knowledge of each other that's <clears throat> there should be a knowledge of each other that's beyond that of any other person. Yeah. Um, but it can't come at the at the expense of saying, well, I know all there is that there is to know about this person. There's no more mystery. Mm. I've exhausted them. Yeah. Um, And if it comes to that point, then either the relationship is dead, which is a bold statement. Yeah. um, And it needs to be recovered. Or 
I, I just don't know how you would function in that. No, <clears throat> because, yeah, I think I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, I think in romantic relationships, it, it, that's true. But I think just in general, like, we would have no desire for any human relationship if it was not for mystery. <clears throat> if you met someone and yeah. somehow knew everything about them, I think you would, like you said, you would be, like, that relationship would be dead. You'd be like, okay, done. You know, like, hmm. the, the, you know, a relationship is experiencing life with somebody else. And, like, with the totality of someone else. Uh, 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 their being and your being, being in the world together. And I think in a romantic relationship, that's a different way. But just in general, um, like, that being together to explore the mystery of the world with the mystery of the other person, to, like, hmm. see other people's interaction with mystery. And I think, like, I love thinking yeah. of marriage as spending your entire life getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. just constantly mm-hmm. going deeper, where, yeah, like, you see these old couples who are, when they're still in love, there's still a pursuit there. And that pursuit can only happen when there's mystery. If when the pers- when you've got control over something, in a sense, the pursuit is over, and it's you know it, it's done. So I have a question then. Oh, all right. Um, so what do you think? So I think I think practically, like every person I see, I don't think of them as this infinite mystery that, you know, I, I have to dive in and learn about, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe I should. I don't, maybe, maybe that's just a failing on my part. Entirely possible. Yeah, <laughs> you suck. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. And so my... Like, honestly, you're better at that than a lot of people. My question is, what do you think ignites or inspires someone to, to look into, to... What ignites someone's desire to pursue a mysterious object, thing, person? Something mysterious. Entity? Yes. Um, <laughs> have you seen the movie Hacksaw Ridge? I have not, no. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. Movie night. Okay. Oh, no. Well. I know uh, all about the plot, but I haven't seen it now. I should I? Should, go, I this, go ahead. That's okay. Fine. Spoiler alert. Hacksaw Ridge. One of the greatest movies of all time. Probably the greatest movie, war movie of all time, but Saving Private Ryan's incredible. But anyways, um, so there, there's Desmond Doss is in World War II. He's in Japan, and he's up on this cliff that has been bombarded by the Navy that's, that had got taken by the Japanese, and he's trying to carry out wounded mm-hmm. um, and get them back to safety. And so he does this all night. He ends up saving, I forget how many, but like 75 people. One man, just one at a time, runs back. And Insane. It's incredible, and it's yeah. a true story. Um, but so during the movie, uh, he he's running back, and he's grabbing these people, and it shows he's got, like, bloody hands from lowering them down on the rope. Like, he's all blistered, and he's tired, and he can't get up. Uh, and he's doing this all. He's a very religious man. He's doing it all for, for God and the love of, of God and these people. And there's one point where it's just like this montage of him like dragging people and getting people to the edge and just keep, keep going. And he just keeps saying, just one more. Just one more, Lord. Hmm. Just, and he just keeps going. And it, he just keeps going. His goal is only one more, but he keeps going. 
So I think that an important thing about mystery that we kind of pointed out earlier is it is not something completely unattainable. Yeah. It is something that you know something about that you can know more about mm-hmm. that has more to be known about. You know, um, and, and that in the sense of people, an infinite amount to be known about. But you can constantly know just one more thing. And I think that that is what's enticing. Mm-hmm. It, when you see somebody, you are introduced into a mystery instantly. Here's this person, this infinite being. You suddenly are connected to them, and you know a little bit about them. And you can know a little bit more. And you, you talk to them for 30 seconds, and you know a little bit more. You know some of their mannerisms. You know like what their laugh sounds like. You mm-hmm. know maybe where they're yeah. from. You, now you have more of the mystery that you can chew on. Well, then you talk for another five minutes, and well, now you know like some things that they like, and you, you know, uh, like, okay, well, they think this about classes, they think this about seminary, whatever, and there's this, a constant growth, and the same, you know, when I'm talking about marriage, like a good marriage, you should be constantly growing closer to the other, and I think that that is what's attractive about mystery, and that's why we keep looking in mystery. Because if we get to a point where we cannot get any further, even if there's more, it, it, you know, maybe in a sense it's it's like attractive and we want more, but I think also in a sense it's very easy to give up. Yeah. And say like, okay, yeah. it's done. But, um, and I think you see this in like friendships when you're not close together, like you know. Here at seminary, people people leave. They they get ordained. They discern out whatever, and like people that you're really close to, that you were constantly growing with, when you don't have really the opportunity to know more as much, you start to it starts to slow, mm. uh, and and not that it stops completely, but you're less. I'm less apt to, you know, call somebody on the phone than I am to step out my door and talk to somebody. Yeah. And uh, so I think that it's important to make these opportunities to grow in mystery. But I, I would say in answer to your question, what attracts us to mystery? Well, the fact that we just want to know more, but also the fact that we are knowing more. We are gaining more. We are growing more. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Jordan Peterson. Have you... Have you re- no, nah, I mean, not no. really. Um, yeah, he's a... He's a secular psychologist slash philosopher um, that wrote a book called The Twelve Rules for Life. And one of the one of the rules is to always um, look at or in your in your interactions with people to always allow someone to or to look at someone as though they have something else to teach you. Right. Yeah. Um, wow, I stumbled over my words saying that, but it's all right. Yeah, that I guess I guess what what my fear is is that someone listening to this on mystery would be like, "Oh, well, I don't I don't find anyone mysterious." Mm. You know, <laughs> or like I don't have that desire at all. Mm-hmm. Um and I think my response to that would would be, "Well, just the next time you're you're like with someone, you know, like look at them as though they they know something that you don't know mm-hmm. and that they could teach you that. Yeah. And if that's the case, then 
even selfishly, like you should want to find that out. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think when people allow themselves to reveal themselves, um, you're always going to have a, a good interaction. That's you know? true. So. That's true. Yeah, I think also, in a sense, a lot of people don't see, uh, they don't see uh, mystery in people because we don't want people to be mysteries a lot yeah. of the time. Because you don't want, have control over it. No, yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable. Want, you, right? like, like your friends, means. in a sense, like you want to know them. Your best friends, you want to know better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, your spouse, you want yeah. to know them. But, and, and so, and like with so many things, we just have such easy control over things in our lives that when something's out of control, we, we don't want it to be there. We don't want to uh, enter into that. But I think that that really is where life begins. It's mm-hmm. like the, the like focus that. used to have shirts like that, uh, that said, life begins at the end, ed, end, edge, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, if you don't see people as mystery, I think it's probably because you don't want to, which is reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is uh, a very human thing to do, to say, well, I want to have control over things. I don't want to have... Because, really, if you're going to enter into this mystery yeah. of relationship with someone, you have to give up control. A lot of control. A lot yeah. of control. A lot of control. You have to be willing to wander to go into the whatever their you know the mm-hmm. the mystery that they reveal at that point, um, and uh, yeah, so I think that it's uncomfortable in a lot of ways, but life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. That's a that's a solid solid way to wrap it up. Yeah, way so to tie a bow. there there it is. So mystery, it is in everyday life, and it is a integral part of human relationships. So. Go out there and be willing to enter into the mystery that is every human being. Go be being. mysterious. <laughs> Go be mysterious. mysterious. Whisper everything you say. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, have a good week. absolutely. And may your wanders be blessed. Mm-hmm.